Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Stephen Hewson. In the programme this week, rugby's top of the agenda with the resumption of Super Rugby. Our rugby reporter Barry Guy examines the impact of the World Cup on this year's competition. We talk to Dave Rennie about the weight of expectation having taken over at the perennial underperformers, the Chiefs. We continue our Olympic build-up and we're joined by world champion shot putter and New Zealand sportswoman of the year Val Adams. And 16 years after her last international... Rebecca Rolls returns to the New Zealand women's football team. Four months ago, New Zealand rugby fans were celebrating a World Cup win. Not much time to relax, take in summer and follow the cricket. With the spotlight now back on the national game with the start of the Super Rugby season, when the Blues host the Crusaders to get the competition underway. There are concerns about just how well some of the players will back up from 2011 and whether the fans will return to the local version of the game. Barry Guy examines whether the All Blacks' World Cup success will have any impact on the 2012 competition. And the All Blacks are the world champions for the second time. If anything, you probably gain a bit of confidence from... You know, I mean, winning the Rugby World Cup, you know, you, uh, it's a great feeling. So I don't see any reason why anyone would um, would taper off, you know, especially seeing as we've had a good sort of you know, over three months to really just enjoy summer and then get back into some good training, get around back with the boys, you know, and um, get, get amongst this competition. All Black and Crusaders halfback Andy Ellis, one of a number of World Cup winners who'll be playing this weekend, the majority are. Another is 2011 Player of the Year, Jerome Kainal, who'll play number eight for the Blues against the Crusaders. He says there is no chance to sit back and enjoy that World Cup success. No, no, really, I'm looking forward to trying to lift my standard from last year and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to just getting up there on the field and then performing. Uh, There's obviously going to be a lot of pressure with people expecting more from you and that's that's part of the game and that's part of um, challenging yourself and uh, I'm looking forward to it. His coach Pat Lamb says the World Cup victory has provided a real buzz around rugby and within the Blues, and there won't be any hangover as far as his All Blacks are concerned. No, not at all, because they're all players who've got a bit of pride, players who want to do well for the Blues, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're competing for their places too. So, you know, they they've had a long break, and now they're excited to get back into rugby. So this season is a long one. The final will be in August, while in early June there'll be a three-week break for incoming international tours. The All Blacks play Ireland. That'll test the Super Rugby sides, perhaps disrupt their momentum or even help a side regroup. The Crusaders skipper Kieran Reid says it's difficult to play catch-up later in the season, so early success is essential. You know, you turn up each week with whatever side you can, can muster up and, and you want to do the best you can. I think it's important um, as shown last year that you've got to win early and uh, get some momentum into the season because once you start chasing games it can be quite tough and obviously uh, you don't want to talk about home finals but you know it is pretty important so you've got to have you know a consistent basis across the whole season. 
The Super Rugby winners could play as many as 21 matches before the trophy is finally raised. This year, referees have been instructed to tighten up on the breakdown laws and many coaches have predicted the return of counter-rucking. The penalty count could be high for the first few rounds. Crusaders coach Todd Blackadder knows what he wants from the refs. Just consistency. That's all you ask for is just consistency. Um, you know, I think rugby's, you know, in the last three years, the laws haven't changed and um, the interpretation has in some areas. I just hope that, you know, it's just clarity and, you know, the game can flow and both teams, I'm sure, will be really positive and that everyone understands um, what everyone's trying to achieve at the breakdown. Last year's four semi-finalists, the Queensland Reds, Crusaders, Stormers and Blues, are likely to be favourites again this year. The Crusaders are without Dan Carter and Richie McCaw for a few rounds, but have the culture to keep winning. The Blues have lost a couple of key players from last year, but have talent and experience across the park. They just need to play well as a team. The other three New Zealand franchises will be tested with depth. The Chiefs are without Stephen Donald, Mills Muliaina and Sitavini Sivavatu. And while they've picked up Aaron Cruden and Sonny Bill Williams, new coach Dave Rennie has to make sure they can secure enough ball to play with. The Highlanders fans will be hoping first five Colin Slade has a breakout season when he returns from injury. While the Hurricanes have lost so much experience in Andrew Hoare, Periwepu, Ma'anonu and Jose Gere, their coach Mark Hammett is realistic about their expectations. There's a good feeling. But we're under no illusion that, that we're going to have to be at our best to be competitive. And that, that's our challenge week in, week out. Challenge for the leadership group, challenge for us as management. The World Cup may have resulted in a buzz amongst players, but will that transfer into fans in seats at the grounds? Season ticket sales for some franchises have been encouraging, but success is always the bottom line. This is Barry Guy. So first round matches for the New Zealand teams have the Blues against the Crusaders. The Chiefs play the Highlanders and the Hurricanes are in Cape Town to play the Stormers. After promising much but delivering little, bar one Super Rugby final appearance, there's hope the Chiefs may finally enjoy a change of fortune under their new coach, Dave Rennie. Young flanker Sam Kane's been selected ahead of former All Black Tanuro Latimer, while the midfield combination of Sonny Bill Williams and Richard Kahui will also be a point of interest in their opening match against the Highlanders. Rennie's included skipper Liam Messam, despite Messam not taking part in any of the Chiefs' pre-season games, having injured himself in the warm-up for their first pre-season match. We're obviously pretty keen to get Liam back on track. Uh, he's pretty important to this group, and uh, so he's been working hard and behind the scenes. And We could have sort of pushed him on the field last week, but we didn't want to risk it. So um, he's trained well all week and ready to go. Do you expect him to play a full game? Oh, we'd, we'd like to think he could play a full game, but um, you know, if he doesn't, we've got uh, some pretty good resources on the bench. Now, Sam Kane's got the, the nod ahead of uh, Tanaro Latimer. You, you're thinking behind that? Um, oh, look, it's, they're both really good players, and they both had really good pre-season forms. So, um, you know, ultimately, um, Sam gets a nod this week, and um, that's um, particularly with Liam, and whether he'll play any minutes or not, we're not sure. So it uh, brings an experienced campaigner off the bench to um, hopefully uh, you know, tie up the game and finish strongly. So, um, but yeah, there's certainly not much between the two sevens. How difficult was it picking the, this lineup, or was it reasonably straightforward? No, there's, uh, there's been a lot of competition for places, and uh, boys have worked really hard, and you know we've uh, we've got to know a lot about these guys over the last sort of three months. So, a couple of the positions are very tight, and so 
you know, we may be even using the first two or three games to get a bit more of a gauge as to where they are in the picking order. Coming into the, the Chiefs setup, presumably you sort of had a, a few ideas or preconceived ideas. Have any of those changed? I mean, you, presumably you go into something like this thinking you've got a bit of a blank canvas, but there are no doubt ideas that you had about the, the setup and some of the players. Have any of those players forced a change in your mind on, on how they approach things or their style of play? I think in the end, um, you know, we know about some guys, you see them play a bit of footy and so you know statistically where their strengths and work-ons are, but um, there's nothing like actually getting in and working with them and getting to know them as men as well. So uh, look, we've been really impressed uh, with the way the guys have trained and their attitude within the community and they certainly got out and done a lot of extra work there. So um, that's been nice and, um, you know, we're all looking forward now to getting out and seeing what the boys can um, show on Saturday night. Are there any one or two players that you may have underestimated, though? I wouldn't say underestimated. I mean, we're, we're aware of what guys are capable of and a lot of it's about attitude and certainly the, the guys' attitude's been great. And so, you know, Obviously, with guys like Sam Kane, we knew a bit about, but um, yeah, it's not to see him training and uh, and what he can put on the pack and until you really get a, a good idea of um, the quality of these people. Now, what about the expectation, Dave? How are you coping with, with that? Oh, look, I'm coping fine. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, we've been so busy, I haven't had much time to think about it. So, I mean, we've got expectations within our group. And that's key. We know that to in respect of this community, you need the front on game day. I wouldn't. I wouldn't so much call it pressure, but it's expectation from within our group. So, have you set uh, an expectation that you're going to make the playoffs or, or anything like that? Oh, look, within our group, we've we've set pretty lofty goals. If you do that, then you know you've got to work hard to achieve, and you've got to tick a lot of boxes along the way. So. Like all sides, you've got to you've got to have an aspiration to win the competition, and if you've got the aspire to do that, then you've got to work bloody hard to achieve it. So um, it's probably no different to most sides. Now the the midfield combination is obviously uh, an interesting one. Sonny Bill and Richard Kahui, you're excited about that? Absolutely. Yeah, we um, we had them both on the field last week, but it was just an absolute storm uh, right throughout the game. So it turned into a bit of a pick and go and and kick for the corner type game, but. Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll get a dry ball and get an opportunity to get a bit of ball in those guys' hands. So, um, yeah, but they're certainly a real handful and, you know, we need to get them some quality balls that they can really challenge the Highlanders in those areas. Have you done any work with Sonny Bill on his midfield play, being a former midfield back yourself? Yeah, no, we've been doing a bit. I mean, obviously he's um, he wasn't in before January 9 and um, he has some commitments to his fight. So we're, um, yeah, no, but we're doing a bit of work in that area and, um, I've been really impressed with him. He's uh, he's keen to learn. He's willing to work hard, and um, so no, he's he's been good value. What areas in particular do you want to see him improve on? Well, I think the quality of his distribution game has, has improved quite a bit already, and um, you know, he certainly, uh, from a carrying point of view, he's a big man, and and we want to utilise obviously utilise that to create a bit of go forward for us. So um, those are areas he's been working on. Is um, the quality of his kicking game. He's putting a lot of time into, so it's, it's it's covering off a lot of areas, you know. But he's certainly got a, an unreal ability to to break a line and link with people in behind that. And so um, it's also a case of our players understanding his strengths and 
and put himself in a position where he can make the most of that. Similar sides uh, in the in the sense that there's greater expectation possibly this year for 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 both the Chiefs and the Highlanders. Yeah, I would say. I mean, it's it's pretty typical at the start of every season, and certainly the Highlanders got away to a flyer last year, and so uh, it certainly increased the expectation on them. I'd say, and uh, they certainly recruited well. And I guess for us, it's a new beginning. There's a lot of new faces, both in administration and management, and also our players within the squad. You know, with a lot of the experienced boys leaving, so. I think, you know, with any sort of change comes a bit of expectation. So, um, yeah, we're not hiding from that. I was talking to Chiefs coach Dave Rennie. You're listening to Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Stephen Hewson. The world champion shot putter and New Zealand Sports Woman of the Year, Val Adams, believes she's in the best shape ever as she prepares for another international season and the defence of her Olympic crown. She won her sixth straight New Zealand Sports Woman of the Year title earlier this month and goes into 2012 after a strong 2011, where she won her third World Championship title and threw a personal best. Adams is now 15 kilograms lighter than when she won the Beijing Olympic title and told Richard Wayne she credits her coach, Jean-Pierre Eger, who she began working with last year, with having reinvigorated her career. Just a continued training with Jean-Pierre. Um, this is obviously the second year I'm training with him, and um, he's here in, in New Zealand at the moment. So we've been here for uh, he's been here for a couple of months, leaving this weekend. And I think that just goes down to continuing what we did on from last year, carrying it on this year. I heard that you um, you you've focused on trimming down and speeding up. Is that correct? Um, did the trimming down now speeding yep. up? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> his speed seems to be like Jacko Gill's really he's not the biggest or, or the strongest you know, he is and, strong and he is he's strong yeah. and, you know, before his, um, but he's not you know, he's not a giant or anything is speed is speed the the, the essence do you think of, of no definitely no I think it's a variety it's, it's a it's a a variety of things. You got to be fast. You got to be strong. You got to be dynamic. It's a you know combination of these things. Um, but you have to have speed. But you got to be able to control that speed. And uh, it is one important factor of the throw. But you got to be able to master it. And, and it's something that you've um, you've got to work on. We're working. Yeah, we're working on that as well as um, making sure that we use the speed appropriately and not you know waste the throw. And you said uh, you can go faster um, as well, that's something you're still working up to? Absolutely, no. We, we, we do work on um, getting that sort of uh, speed of speed faster across the circle. Yeah. yeah. Have you compared notes with young Jacko at all? No. No? No. Yeah, no I guess two so. different um, athletes, two different techniques and yeah. two different goals in mind. Does that happen much with, with short put, comparing with other athletes? Uh, no. 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 It is a very individual thing and yeah. very uh, individual preference as to how people throw or train or anything like that. But yeah. it's the same principle and the same goal in mind. Yeah. Do you talk much to your competitors even? Uh, after the event, yes, yeah, definitely. Um, I pretty much talk to everybody. I'm quite friendly with everybody, and uh, that's just who we are. I think Kiwis yeah. are just like that. Yeah, but definitely not on game day eh, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, definitely not on game day. No, no, no. Very few words are, uh, um, you know, shared. But uh, after the game day, it's pretty sweet. Okay, now you pretty much won everything going at the moment. I think um, that's correct. There's no, there's no major titles you don't have. Are no. So, I mean, what, what motivates you apart from the next one, I guess? I mean, it, what keeps you going? Do you know, after last year changing John, um, coaches to JP, Jean-Pierre, he's um, really given me a second boost of um, motivation to carry on. And I think throwing my PB in uh, Daegu, I just sort of thought, well, no, they're still more there for Val to do. And I've just found a, um, more love for my sport now, and I 
feel that I've still got more to give, then that's why I'm still around. Um, I'm still very competitive within you know my, my um, event, and London is no different except it's the Olympic Games, and I'm going in for my um, second title, and you know going to try my very hardest to defend it, and it's going to be a lot of hard work to, to be done between now and then, but it's part of the challenge. I mean, uh, I guess a second gold medal back to back—that's pretty big motivation. Massive motivation, but you know, at the end of the day, it's whoever brings their game day, um, get game best on the day, that's going to win. Have um, you set yourself any goals distance-wise apart from no. obviously beating everybody? Um, yeah, but that's for me to know and for you to find out. You, I mean, you're actually quite young for a shot putter, still, aren't you? I mean, you've got many um, years to go, probably. Possibly, if I yeah. wanted, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to go into veterans, I could even do that when right. I'm 80 odd. But um, so, I mean, you, are you, are you at your peak, do you think? Sorry. Do you think you're at your peak? Have you got? You know, do you know? Last year I peaked. Yeah. You know, am I at my peak? I don't know. No. I, I just got to continue to 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 do what I do, and I'm hopeful more each year. Yeah. And uh, shoppers normally peak at the late 30s, early 40s, and they can continue for a very long time. But I've shot to the top quite young, so the hardest part of the journey is to maintain being at the top, and that's yeah. the most difficult part. Because you, I mean, you you might just keep on building and getting better and longer. Yeah. Who knows? You know. This is what I hope for, but you know, only the body can say yes and the mind can say yes as well, and that's what makes me continue. So you obviously feel you can do that? Um, yeah, right now I'm pretty good. I'm loving what I do. I love my sport. I love the training, even though it's very hard work, but, and I love my coach, and that makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. And you, you reckon like, our depth here is probably on a per capita basis pretty good internationally? You know what? It's effing amazing. It really is amazing. I, we are, I'm one of, what, four and a bit million people, and to be very hard for anybody in throwers, sorry, say in, in, in Oceania, to even come near anyone in Eastern Europe. Throwing is very dominated by Eastern European countries or someone from America or whatever. But to be able to push in there and be a little old Kiwi from a little old Oceania and go out there and show them, actually show them where we are on the map first and then beat them is great because I think we do so well for such a small country but we don't give our sports people credit for that and I, you know, the public can be cruel sometimes and put a lot of pressure on us athletes but hey it's part of the journey it's it's part of uh new zealand and i suppose the mentality here and it's just you just got to suck it in and try your hardest does that motivate you too to to, to get new zealand you know uh, right behind you absolutely you know i know there's there's people out there that really support us and are very happy for what we do um i had a little kid today at the get set go program which is you know just keeps staring at me couldn't say a word but he knew who i was and what i did and um just people like that really inspire you you know and really motivate you to keep going and knowing that people are behind you um supporting you 110 percent no matter what that's val adams talking to richard wayne and you're listening to Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Stephen Hewson. The former New Zealand cricketer Rebecca Rold has been named in the New Zealand women's football team 16 years after collecting the last of her 11 caps as an international goalkeeper. The 36-year-old, who's played 107 games in a 10-year career with the White Ferns cricket side, has been named as backup for Jenny Binden in the 12 Nations Cyprus Cup tournament next week. Rolls played for the football ferns between 1994 and 1996. Barry Guy asked her what motivated her return to international football. It's always been my favourite sport, um, but back when I gave it away, <clears throat> sort of in my early 20s, it, it wasn't as um, well administered or as you know active globally as it is now. Um, so cricket kind of, I guess, took precedent. Um, and I've always followed it. I've always had some friends in and out of the squad and... Um, on occasion, I've sort of been contacted by some of the coaching staff to see if I was still interested in playing, at, at which time it just wasn't really workable. So 
Yes, I've always had a, had a passing interest, in, um, and then recently, obviously, the profile of soccer has taken off in New Zealand with both the women and the men's successes. And um, yeah, I've been out of cricket for a couple of years and, and thought, well, you know, I'm a bit curious now, and um, yeah, I'd like to sort of see where I'm at and if I can still catch. So your motivation when you left cricket wasn't to immediately take up football. You, you were just leaving cricket and then thought, what the heck? Absolutely. No, no, I had no intention then of, um, of playing soccer again. Um, yeah, it sort of snuck up on me, really. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't the reason to stop playing cricket. That was just because that part of my life had come to an end and it was the right time. And um, then you know, two or three years later, I sort of um, uh, found myself in another place. But it's been great. And uh, the care at something like the London Olympics is obviously, uh, you know, um, a key part of your decision, is it, to represent the country at something like that? Uh, to be honest, I mean, the Olympics is obviously a huge thing for the squad, and, and some of these girls have been working hard for years and years. Um, you know, they've been to Olympics and, and things like that, so I certainly wasn't um, thinking I might just cherry-pick it because there's a chance of going to the Olympics. It was more about um, watching them at the World Cup in Germany and sort of seeing what kind of culture they had was pretty obvious and thinking, um, you know, it looks like a really enjoyable environment to be in and, and if I can add value to um, the campaigns that they have and, and you know, that happen to be the Olympics, then I'd love to. It seems that Tony Reddings, I mean, he's selected you, but, I mean, he's giving you the opportunity to perform. You're not, you know, there are others in the wings that, uh, you know, could take your position as well. So you've obviously got to prove yourself. Oh, of course I do, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And I still have only sort of played three really official games since I've been back training. And, yeah, I am in the wings. I mean, there are others in the wings, but I'm there as well. You know, I'm certainly starting starting back. And I've got a, a bit of um, experience and, and game know-how to claw back before I can um, sort of really compete with everyone else. So uh, it's my challenge, I guess. So, Rebecca, you've only played a few games back? Yes, I played three games for the York uh, team in the... Uh, ASB Youth Women's Youth League recently last year, which is kind of ironic. But um, yes, I gave the opportunity to um, get behind some people again and put the gloves on and actually sort of get back into the game mode. Uh, I imagine at 37, um, how's the body going? I mean, there's there's a lot of physical work involved being a, a goalkeeper and training for that. Well, I'm actually 36, so um, you know I'm a long way off <laughs> 37 and um, and the problems that that brings, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a shock. It's a very specific kind of um, activity, goalkeeping. It's sort of like a sport within a sport. So totally got to recondition your body. And, and you know, I hadn't been um, playing cricket for a while. I had been playing some lower-level soccer out on the field. So I guess, um, you know, I had some boots on, at least. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a shock to the system, but a really, really enjoyable one, and, and one that I'm sort of really thriving in. So... There has been plenty of hard work. Maybe you got an indication you may go to this, you know, in recent weeks? Um, no, I never really took anything for granted, and, and I'm still sort of really learning lots and trying to soak up as much as possible. So, um, But hard work, definitely. I mean, each training's really, really taxing, and, and when, you know, when you're trying to uh, nail down skills as well, <clears throat> it's a fine balance. So, um, But, like, no, I, I didn't know for sure that I was coming on this. You know, I knew that, obviously, it's pretty obvious how many keepers there are in the squad and that you're all effectively vying for one position on the field or two or three in a squad. So um, I just really put my head down and work hard. Uh, I'm being kind to a very young 36-year-old here, but I imagine <laughs> you're going to be playing alongside teenagers here, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, thankfully, I'm not the only one north of 30 in the squad. So, um, But, yeah, like obviously there's a huge age gap, and, and I'm 
I mean, the young girls these days, they're just so impressive. Um, I can't believe the skills that they have and the, the tenacity that they have, and, and it's really um, quite energising to be around. A whole lot of nicknames jump to mind, but perhaps we won't we won't go there. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, having had limited experience in just recent times, I mean, does this say something about? I mean, what, what are the what, what's the depth of New Zealand goalkeeping like at the moment? Um, look, I think it, it's healthy. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of campaigns in the, the under twenties and the under seventeens. They've got World Cups coming up, so so it is healthy. And I think it's more an indication that goalkeeping is a position you can continue at. Uh, later in life, if you like, to be kind to the rest of us. I mean, um, you know, Brad Friedel and other keepers around the world, they are, some of them are 40s. So mm. it's more an indication of that, more than a lack of depth, I guess. Yeah, Shilton and Schmeichel yeah. and Rolls. So, <laughs> <Careful>. <laughs> so, so you're planning on sticking with it for a while? Oh, look, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying it, and I've certainly got no reason to uh, stop. And, and while that's carrying on, yeah, I'd love to stick with it. That's Rebecca Rolls talking to Barry Guy. And New Zealand will play Northern Ireland, Korea and South Africa in Group C of the Cyprus Cup, which is part of the side's build-up in their bid to qualify for the London Olympics. And that brings us to the end of Extra Time for another week. Remember, you can contact us at the programme here at sport at radionz.co.nz. That's our email. We'll be back next week with another edition of Extra Time. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.